Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello. And welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Election day is over. Results are slowly, slowly being announced. We have not yet learned who all the winners are, and more importantly, which party controls the House and the Senate. You could ask, why are we in a dollars and cents discussion talking about the election? After all, that's politics. And what we, we talk about money and its impact on life. The answer is that the laws, rules, regulations, they're made by politicians, and they can greatly impact our lives and our savings and investments. We need to understand what is being planned by the newly elected government so we can make better decisions. We will not discuss the merits of candidates or the political parties. We will try to understand the results so we can make better decisions. Also, the stock market often reacts to election results, and we need to understand how it reacts as we consider investing. We said earlier, election day is over. Well, not exactly. We may not know who controls the Senate until after December 6th. This is due to the fact that the Georgia election must, by law, be done over. Georgia law requires a runoff, a do-over, when no candidate attains 50% of the vote. We may not know who controls the Senate until at the earliest, December 6th, and possibly later. Control matters, since that can determine which laws are actually enacted. It can determine the direction the country takes. As we said also earlier, we are not here to speculate about who the political winners and losers will be. We do not want to speculate at all. Our preference is to state facts where we can and make statements with certainty, and then maybe offer opinions on how the election will impact savings and investing. Let's begin with a couple of points of which we are certain. First, the election results are uncertain. That's a fact. Second, Markets don't like uncertainty. This situation may be troublesome until the final results are determined. I believe we can expect more volatility until then. The pollsters were anticipating the election to result in what they call a red wave. In other words, the Republicans winning many seats in both the House and the Senate. This would have wrestled away control from the Democrats But obviously, with Joe Biden as president, the Republicans could not control all three branches of government. Historically, the markets like that no party is in complete control. The results so far show that Republicans may gain seats in the House, and that may make the prospects for a divided government more likely. 
divided government usually leads to gridlock or inability to enact laws. The markets like gridlock. They always have. It usually means fewer policy changes and less risk to individual sectors, such as energy or healthcare. It also makes major changes to the tax code unlikely. Policy changes cause uncertainty. There are often unintended consequences to policy changes. Let's consider some additional facts about the stock market. Going back about 70 years, stock prices have risen after every midterm election. That takes us all the way back to World War II. The Standard & Poor's 500 has increased in value for up to a year after the election. According to the Oppenheimer investment strategist, market history, and I'm quoting, market history suggests to us that regardless of which party is considered the victor in the midterm elections, a rally of some kind in the equity markets is likely near term, unquote. They also point out that there are many issues that could drive markets into next year. We will get to those in a moment. The research performed by Bespoke Investment Group revealed the same results. One year after the 19 midterm elections since World War II, the S&P has averaged a gain of 14.4%. The index has been higher a year later every time, according to Bespoke. Typically, midterm elections, those held two years after a presidential election, result in the president's party losing House and Senate seats and losing control over the legislative agenda. In other words, they can cause gridlock. The 1994 midterm results were not different as the Republicans won both the House and the Senate while a Democrat, Bill Clinton, was president. The impact on the S&P 500 was, however, different. Instead of rising by 14.4%, it rose by 27% in the following year. The significance of that year was that instead of gridlock, major compromises were negotiated by the Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, and President Bill Clinton, and that resulted in agreements that were viewed as being beneficial to the country. The markets looked favorably upon the new legislation. Both Democratic and Republican pundits don't expect that type of cooperation to happen in the current state of politics and divided political views. Despite political differences or because of political differences, history suggests that markets can rise in the next year. Well, how did the markets react immediately after the election this year? The S&P 500 was down approximately 0.6% the day after the election. Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by about the same percentage. And the NASDAQ Composite was down almost 1%. That followed three straight days of gains for U.S. indexes as split control of Washington appeared to be increasingly the likely outcome.
in the closing days of the campaign. For as much as history may be a bit of a guide to the stock market performance, there is more to the market's movements than which party controls Congress or the White House. Federal Reserve policy has been changed substantially, including the consistent rise in interest rates. This is expected to continue so inflation can be controlled. Remember, inflation was at a 40-year high. In my view, this must be addressed. Ed Yardini of Yardini Research said this week, the stock market historically has performed well after the midterm elections and during the third years of presidential cycles. But none of these positive political trends will make much of a difference if inflation remains elevated, which could force the Fed to cause a hard landing in the economy. Interesting to note, a recent report of lowering inflation has led to a nearly 1,000-point gain in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. In other words, we have another factor besides the election. The in inflation numbers are influencing the market. World events have been significant, such as the Russian invasion of Ukraine. While the news coming out of Ukraine has been somewhat muted, the situation is far from resolved. Whatever and whenever an outcome is determined, we can expect the United States to be at least involved monetarily, and that could impact our economy. The direction of the U.S. economy can be expected to have an impact on corporate profits and the fundamentals of the economy, and corporate earnings can all outweigh politics in Washington. That brings us to a bottom line. What should savers and investors do? I would not rely on elections to cure all that ails the United States. Regardless of which party is in power, if any, I would be cautious. Some actions are very clear to me. With the rise of interest rates and the continued expected rise, debt should be paid down and new debt should be avoided if possible. On the savings end, this is a good time to take advantage of higher paying I-bonds, treasury bills, and some savings accounts. Locking in high rates on risk-free investments during volatile stock markets is a good course of action. As far as stock investments go, remember that historically, the best paying investments have been, on average, common stock. With that in mind, I am continuing to look for stocks that have good prospects, and that would be the innovators. Keep in mind, the recent positive inflation report caused, as we said, a substantial increase, nearly a thousand points in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That gives you an indication of what could happen if the Fed is successful in reducing inflation. So we're looking for problem solvers. They have been the best investments. To limit risk, I would invest in small increments on down days. Also, to limit risk, I would look for companies that have a history of increasing dividends over time.
Increasing dividends are an indicator of significant success. We will continue to provide ideas. And we will continue to follow stock because they represent the best potential long term. Eventually, markets should come back. They always have. Most of all, don't let the uncertainties of the country, a divided country, bring you down. Find solutions for yourself. Remember, you know best what your needs and goals are, including your financial needs and goals. Work hard, stay optimistic, and most of all, enjoy every day. And stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.